the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez-Chavarria. I am also joined by the rest of the team, uh, Bridget McDowell and Eric Silva. Benjamin, how are you guys doing? Hey, hey. Survived the Thanksgiving. It was nice. Lots of food. <laughs> Lots of fam, lots of gatos. It was mostly the gatitos. I feel like the main reason we head back to Wisconsin anymore is to see the little gatos. <laughs> to there. see them. Yeah, they're fun. They're, they're really cute. And, of course, we spent a lot of time. The kids spent a lot of time with the gatos. So that was nice. There's someone you? in my neighborhood giving away free kittens if you want one. Mm, I mean, I do, but I don't think I can convince everybody. I mean, wouldn't that solve your mouse issue in the uh, in the basement? <laughs> Hey, knock on wood. It's been good so far. That's me. Yeah, same here. Same here. Oh, my neighbors are getting hit, and I'm like, nope. I put up everything I could outside that I that I can prevent stuff like that. I sealed every hole in September. Yeah. How about you guys? How was the holiday? Um, we didn't host for once this year. So, oh, and we didn't do turkey this year either, which is fine by me because like my brother put out a big old like tweet. I don't know if any of you guys follow my brother or not, but he's like, you know, pretty much saying that in our family, we don't celebrate holidays too much or we don't celebrate Thanksgiving because, you know, and he wants to do that more. And I said, start your, and I told him to start his own traditions, just invite us. Just that. Then I kept thinking, he's like, why don't we celebrate this day? And I'm like, yeah, because it's an American holiday. I was like, first generation immigrants were, we didn't even know. I remember being busted around from one place to another, bored all the time, just because all I had to do was eat. <laughs> And not really do anything else. And I was like, yeah, this is not fun. But hey, we celebrate, you know, we celebrate the, the holiday where, where a good friend Jesus um, um, apparently has mutant powers and resurrected himself like Wolverine, you know, and, and was able to, to, to bring Habith and the new X-Men 5 movie that will come out. That will never, actually, it will never come out. It will never be released because, you know, Sony. All right. <laughs> wow. Took a turn. That, uh, Bridget, that took a few how, turns. Yeah. <laughs> how, was, how was your holiday? Um, it was good. Uh, quiet. Just me and my mom. We had a couple of our favorites. Uh, got the turkey because you have to. Um, yeah. So we've been living on mashed potatoes and leftover turkey and it was good. Right on. All right. Well, let's jump in. This was an interesting long Thanksgiving holiday in, in the sense that it's the first time ever that there was an MLS match on Thanksgiving Day, which was pretty cool. I actually got to watch two of these matches with my brother-in-law, which was which was a lot of fun. Yeah, we that was have some fun commentary. That was cool because that yeah. was like we have not watched American football in probably like in a year and a half, really. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wait, we can watch soccer? And we were like watching soccer. And I was like, this is crazy. It's nice. I was like, but I like it. 
Yeah, very nice. Let's let's start with a little bit of, of bad news. Um, just more of the same in NWSL. I'll I'll, I'll throw to you all because you might know more details than me. But we're talking about the Red Stars and their now former coach Rory Dames. Uh, allegations of it, it seems like more verbal abuse. I'm not sure if it goes farther than that, but uh, this is coming from Kristen Press. She says, quote, I was made to feel by U.S. soccer that I was in the wrong, there was nothing to report, and that this was acceptable, unquote. I mean, it sucks. It's it's just more in a long line, but I'll throw to you too if you have any more details. I mean, this is going back to like early 2010s, I think, or was it 20, 2011 or 2014 when she was playing with team that she actually raised, no, she raised, uh, she raised to the league owner that there were concerns and also to the U.S. Soccer Federation. And they said, this is the coach, you know, that's the way coach, coaches function. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, it's like, this is the, and that's why we can't get anywhere in, in soccer with, uh, with this federation mentality, culture, and the way that things are run in, in these soccer organizations. It just, just doesn't make any, any sense at all. And, the thing that Kristen Press had to complain several times and still nothing happened just is mind-boggling, right? In a sense of like you have a bona fide star player, right? Might have been extremely bona fide at that time, but still was complaining about being verbally abused and creating a culture of um, what they were not comfortable and then you don't do anything about it and just just seems to be just seems to be the theme through everything this year for the NWSL and for the US Soccer Federation the thing that got me the most i think i think it was a quote um from uh, a former player um like a youth player i don't know where it was reported but they said that um you know it's like in illinois if you wanted to say step up the ladder in the aspect of your career as a soccer player, you had to either play for this guy or have them evaluate you. And that is the thing that pissed me off the most. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's why he was able to get away with this for so long. He was protected as the guy in that development pipeline. And I mean, they allowed him to resign, quote unquote, on his own terms. But really, it was to a point where they basically had to force him out. And by him resigning, it means that they don't have to take responsibility. So they're still going to try to skirt the issue. Um, and it's just ridiculous. And we know a lot of the comments that have come out are, are now... Okay, so we know that there are more and more of these coaches than we thought um, who are behaving the exact same way. And it's, it's going to be a much deeper issue. This is not just, you know, a couple of coaches in the pro at the pro level. This is like the entire youth soccer development system that needs to be reevaluated. Yeah, it's it's depressing, and it, it sucks too that it came out like shortly after the final too. It's like we had we had a little bit of a high and some positive news, and it was like zoop, right back to this. That's, yeah, I mean, and we were talking last time about you know the kind of the paradox of them saying it was like a new age and a new right. era and the NWSL, and you know as we're watching this spirit team, and it turns out on the other side of the ball, those women are playing for a 
another toxic system. And I mean, they they wanted that win because they had been going through some shit, much like Washington Spirit. Um, yep. Spirit was definitely more public. Um, and this one kind of flew under the radar. They they played it pretty well um, as an organization to not um, allow it to get to that point. But um, yeah, it's just one more one more domino to fall, and hopefully, Honestly. hopefully, we actually see some change. I kind of I'm pessimistic about that, but yeah, like I, I'm I'm with Bridget, like. I don't think we've hit rock bottom yet. That's my thing. That's scary. <laughs> That's the thing for me. Is I don't. Scary. I don't think. I don't think we've hit rock bottom yet. I think it's going to. We had some small ripples in U.S. soccer, but I think we 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 ex- need to have like. I don't know. You know, we need and to I, have like something huge. Yeah, and I mean, when you have these these big names speaking out about it, for every national team player who is stood up um and talked about this you know there's going to be dozens of others who didn't get to that level and don't have that that power to say anything mm-hmm. i mean kristen press and alex morgan megan rapino they have the names where they can say things and um have that authority yeah and anyone lower than that maybe is going to be dismissed as you know well they'll say they'll say whatever they want to explain why they're not getting to the next level or whatever so you know for every one of these big names there's dozens of others um who have gone through those systems and have dealt with the same exact thing because they have less recourse (sighs) man all right well we'll get that negative stuff out at the beginning here so we can jump to i don't even know if it's more positive it's just more neutral maybe um thank you for for uh elaborating on all that i appreciate both of you okay let's do mls playoffs um had some fun so i, I was in wisconsin got to watch both these with the cuñado this is a good time um well not both of these for this day but i watched this one nashville and orlando uh that was on tuesday this was a fun match um Really started out with uh, Orlando City just taking it to him. Did not expect that. Um, DK scores in the 14th minute, a nice header off a corner. But even before that, it was all Orlando. Like we we were both watching, just like, holy cow, is this going to be another upset? We've been seeing all these interesting little upsets and things. And uh, the 21st minute, Nashville get one back with Mukhtar dude being super sneaky and and cheeky and chipping the keeper. Uh, now that's your boy. Rodrigo Gallese was way out. <laughs> um, I don't know. You must have not been paying attention to the replay at all, but that was a deflection. So there you was go. Was there buddy. a deflection? Yep. That's so fine. I'm... <laughs> take that away. There's no, there's no sombrero. There's no chipping. No keeper. Yeah. I wrote it down as a chip. <laughs> yeah. Well, you wrote, you wrote it wrong because you didn't watch the replay. I watched it live. Anyway, it was, it was a sweet goal though. Um, but even up until that point, it was it was still very much Orlando City seemed like they were they were gonna do the thing. We got a one one at halftime. Um, what do I got here? I even can't even read my notes. Thanks, autocorrect. Something about a tackle with Junior Urso. I'm not sure what happened. Um, but go to the 74th minute and Mukhtar does it again. This this goal was just awesome. This was so much fun to watch. Uh, 
Sapong passes to Mukhtar, and he takes on not no joke. He took on half the team, including Gaese, but I, we couldn't believe it. Like we watched it happen live, and we just looked at each other, and then we saw the replay. We were counting one, two, three, four, five, six. Keeper. I mean, he just burned through everybody. It was amazing. Um, what a goal! What a goal! Yeah, it was like two versus five, and then he decided to cut inward, and that was it. And that was it. Like the way he split Gaese, it was great. I mean, it was that's what you want from a, from a sort of and and he's no, he's probably not gonna get the MVP, but sure as heck deserves, you know. So far, I mean, he's the only um, player out there that's still. Um, I mean, I mean, he's besides New England, I think. Um, he's the only other MVP candidate out there still, right? Because Ruidiel has won, Possible. right? And he's no longer in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, it'd be a good, good observation. Um, and then finally, like basically end of the game, uh, last minute, there was, there's this long ball that comes in and I'll let you take this one, Rodrigo, because this also, this was not a deflection nor a chip. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly Gaese was doing, but he uh what happened was he turned the wrong way uh was he just out too far because i mean it gets to uh Cadiz on like a 1v1 situation and he just burned him or was it was it just just being on the 1v1 on the break i just it was the 1v1 i mean i mean i was you know as much as people think that i'd be totally for orlando but there was only one proving player in orlando but we had jimmy watson and eric miller who got to start yep um who actually saved a goal? He did, uh, and 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 um, played decently. I was mostly excited about seeing people that I know on on the pitch, and I thought um, I thought Nashville's always. But this is the thing. This is this is what Nashville has been since the beginning of its inception in the MLS. They're going to defend, and they're going to counter. But now they can score. That's the big difference. This yeah. Year. They now they can do, do well when you have someone who scored, you know, twelve <laughs> plus put goals. All of the so. pieces together finally. That's right. Yeah. They're for real. Like. So yeah, no, I'm I'm happy for them because you know Walker Zimmerman played great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a pong. Just, just him and him and Mokhtar are great. I mean, you know, Eric Miller had a good game. Um, just overall, I mean, but this is. This is the identity of this team. So if you know this is what's going to coming down the line and you can't stop it, what are you gonna do? I mean, yeah. I also uh, think you know Gaeta probably. I don't know if he's if his contract is up, but you know who knows. If it is, then mm-hmm. that's, there's rumors out there flying around that he's she's gonna go somewhere else. So three to one's the final. Nashville moves on, flying high. They've got uh, they've got Philly today. In fact, a little bit later, and that that'll be an interesting match. But there's a lot of people that I've been talking to that apparently they've got Nashville in the final. Apparently, that that would mean they would presumably meet and beat uh, New England. Which who knows at this point? I mean, maybe that's a possibility. But they look good. They look good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's also Orlando is going to lose a lot of players this season. So. Mm-hmm. Um, DK is not going to be here. So, what's that, Bridget? Not... I said already have. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I I put it in later, but go ahead and might as well do it now. Um, I saw one report that said that he had actually been released. Um, but from his note announcing his departure, it looks like it was you know it was probably his choice. Decided to move on to uh, the next chapter of his life. Um, mm-hmm. He gave them a lot of credit. Uh, 
saying that being in Orlando was, you know, the a highlight of his career. Um, he also mentioned that it'll always feel like home to him, the fans, the club, the community. So he's a Orlando fan for life. Uh, Aww, I haven't given nice. any hints of of what he's doing next. If he's um, moving on to the to the post career chapter, I would assume. I mean, he's he's got some years left on him. That was going to be my question. Was was this a Nani retirement thing, or was this a no. Nani? I'm just stopping now. At it's Orlando. a Nani. It's a Nani. I'm, um, you know, I, I am looking for a new team. So, okay, that's what it's that's what it sounded to me, and that's what I'll yeah. take from it. But it's just the, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, if he's willing, is if he's willing to take Fernando Adi money, we'll take him. You know. <laughs> That's you know, I think the thing is, I doubt he's gonna go to a different MLS team, um, because of his love for Orlando. Yeah, and I've seen quite a few fans saying that as well. You know, as as long as he doesn't land in the Eastern Conference, fine. It's um, fine. Western Conference is wide big. open. <laughs> but I I kind of get the feeling he wants to kind of switch leagues and move on to something different but, yeah maybe he uh, wants to finish it out back in portugal and play for yeah. i don't know was he was he a benfica guy i can't remember where, where he started yeah. his benfica or sporting or something yeah i mean it, it makes it but, but he also wasn't towards the end of the season he wasn't he wasn't that great anymore i mean yeah he's not if we had seen this letter like a year ago i think there would have been a like a bidding war immediately and we would have right. heard some things already but his production, started it. His, his production so, dropped this year totally yeah and i think that was one of the things too because he was coming off the bench uh to be that super sub and yeah. i don't know about you but if i am to be considered a, a bona fide superstar or a dp player coming off the bench that's that's not gonna make you too happy sporting was his first club in portugal so maybe there's a thing there he wants to End it where he started. Um, Rodrigo, why don't you take this one? Because I didn't get a chance to watch it. It was way past my bedtime, but uh, definitely woke up to a big surprise. Uh, Seattle, Real Salt Lake. Um, I thought this game was going to be the game that, you know, was going to be like the game to watch. And in a sense, it sort of was. But perhaps to Real Salt Lake, they, they had a game plan, which was to defend and counter in a sense, right? And and they did that. I mean, they were they were defending throughout the whole time. And gosh, how much how much do you love or hate David Ochoa after this game? And so, I mean, that is literally the the conversation people are having uh, and should be having. I mean, he is the heel of all heels right now in this league, and there's a lot of people who are loving it for 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 due reasons. And you know. Um, yeah, for those that don't know, why don't you tell them? Like he was, he was kind of going after the supporters at halftime. What, what, what exactly did he do? Well, not only that, but like you know, he was wasting time. He got a yellow call for wasting time. Um, he get into yelling matches with players, right? Um, I think you know he was trying to pump up the crowd at times and try to just take the crowd out, and you know, and and you know, and and he had a couple of really good saves, but. It wasn't until penalty time, and the problem with Seattle was that you know is that they weren't um, they weren't able to to create, um, and they weren't able to to make those transitions and 
sure you had a couple of players out, but still with that roster, you should be able to do something. I mean, Rudy Diaz came in, um, right at half. Um, Jordan Morris was back. Jordan started. Morris was he got a start, you know. And I, speaking of Jordan Morris, hold on, I'm like <laughs> I am like if I've ever had like a the nineties are making a comeback type of thing, it has to be Jordan Morris because in the one in the, one of the pregames. He's wearing that that jean jacket with the uh, <laughs> with the thing that was so popular back in like the early nineties, two thousand. I was like, "What's going on?" The jean jacket with the hoodie thing, and the I was like, "I was like, whoa." Anyways, Jordan Morris was had his chances. Strong, strong Backstreet vibes. That's right. Yeah. Yep. yep. He he could pull it off. Seriously, if he dresses up for like <laughs> yeah. uh, Justin Timberlake from NSYNC, I swear he's gonna pull that and off. He, did you notice like that guy? He always dressed kind of like that, but it really peaked once he went to England and spent a little time there. And he came back just like all in on that. And, and, and that's great. I mean, I love it. I was like, I look at it and I'm like, hmm. I was like, but Seen you know, Jordan Morris had his chances and he was warming up. Um, and I really thought that Rui Diaz, I mean, Rui Diaz had a couple of good shots. It was just, um, what's his name? Uh, the blonde guy on the team that isn't Nicolodero. But um, anyways, um, it was just a well-played, you know, defend, defend aspect of it. And it was just, that's what it was. Like, we've seen these games from Minnesota United where they can't score a lick of anything. The post goes the wrong way. There's a save at the line. It's just literally what's what that was. And no one could put anything away. And then it came down to PKs. And PKs was really exciting. And But um, um, Fry got uh, stepped on over the line, right? And um, had to retake one. And then eventually it came down to the former RSL player versus David Ochoa. And... I mean, you could totally see that, that David Ochoa was going to get into his head, and, and he and, and he did. And then he was cheering and then talking trash on the way out. I mean, like, you know, I know the guys at Extra Time really love that, and I was like, that's great. You know, I'm getting kind of sort of used to it, but at the same time, I sure hope um, SKC just wallops and scores four on him and just be like, good. Because I, I don't, I don't, I respect what he's trying to do. Like, I get it, but I'm not a big fan. Of yeah. So, six, the five on PKs. Really <laughs> Say that again, Bridget. His ego is definitely just like running away with the whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It was a big surprise. I did not expect to wake up to Rail Salt Lake moving yeah. on over Seattle. Six five yeah. PKs. And and they had you know Ralph Lake was also missing one other one of his players, right? And so Rusniak, right? He tested positive, was it? Yeah, oh. there you go. And so this is gonna be really interesting for SKC. So we'll see I, that game. I, chose, I was going to watch that game because I, I like watching RSL play. Um and Seattle is always fun to watch too. So I thought it was gonna be a good one. And then I, I saw that Rusniak was out and I thought, well, there there go half of their shots. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, yeah, no shots. No whatsoever. shots. No shots whatsoever. That's crazy. And they won the game. Won the game. Pretty wild. <laughs> um, let's put these two together. Uh, Chicago Fire, 
uh, are hiring Ezra Hendrickson as head coach. And we kind of alluded to this one last week. It seemed like everybody knew uh, Bob Bradley to Toronto FC with his son, with Michael still there as well. Um, any thoughts on those two coaching moves? Do you think Michael gets starting time now with his father Ooh, coaching? That's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. How, he's he got to be what, like he wasn't 30? He a whole lot of time. 34, 5, something like that now? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a year or two older than me, so that sounds about right. Yeah, I think I Bob know. Bradley is going to call up Adrian Heath and ask him how he handled having his son on his team. And, <clears throat> excuse me, in what role he played. <laughs> Red cards from the bench. That's right. Let's do and it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, will we see Michael Bradley just Rock kick someone as they're walking by, or just become that Bradley a homegrown player for Toronto. Oh man, (laughs) forgot about that. Oh, so gross. (laughs) And then, um, you know, or or be the heel on the sideline, either one of those. I mean, you know, I mean, I think Michael Bradley, you know, if it isn't this last season, it's getting close to there. Hmm. Um, a reboot with dad would be great. I mean. The greatest. Maybe he, go out, maybe he can go out on a high this way. Exactly. And yeah. then the year after that, join dad and the coaching staff. Yeah. Something like that. There you go. Be a smooth transition. Um, let's talk a little bit uh, Loons and Allianz kind of stuff here. Uh, the big breaking thing. Well, let's do this one first. Uh, Loons 2022 first three matches. Um, schedules came out. We, we talked about the new format already, but we've got Philadelphia Union away there on Saturday, February 26th. That's the opening match. And then a week later is the home opener, Saturday, March 5th versus Nashville. That could be very interesting. That could be a very cold, very snowy, who knows what kind of a situation. And then the following week, they go to uh, Red Bull in New York. But boy, March 5th, that's... I'm just thinking about the last... Jamie Watson and Eric Miller. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I I don't know. Is Eric Miller still on the contract or... That's one uh, thing I'm yeah. trying to figure out. Oh, sure. That's a good question. Not sure. Because, like, you know how we have the expansion draft like coming up, and last time he was, you know, look, yeah, the, the potential to have at least we know we'll have the Jimmy Watson Derby, right? Yes. But, like, I, I tweeted out to Jimmy Watson saying, do we have a snowball fight or go sledding before or after the game? <laughs> he liked the uh, tweet. But we haven't. I haven't gotten a response. So, my journalistic duty is to follow up with the same question, and we'll see where we go from there. Very good, Rodrigo. Put put in the hard work. Miller's good through twenty twenty two. Okay. Oh, so then, yeah. Now, now I'm excited because I'm. I I don't know. Just I I love Eric Miller. So this family. it's, I was going to say, it's a frightening prospect. Like Minnesota, Nashville, the way Nashville is playing right now, that, that could be eek. I'm not okay. feeling too good about that. I retract what I said. I can't read. Um, his <laughs> new comes through the year with a club option for 22. So they, they would still have to exercise their option. So we'll find out here shortly, probably. I, I mean, he played literally the last six, seven games, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I, I would hope, I mean, logic says, you know, that he, you would, you would, ex, you would pick up that option, but at the same time, we all don't know what money's like in the MLS team. So who knows? Right. But yeah, 
I would hope I would love that if Miller comes back to here. That's it. That that'd be so much fun. Because yeah, he'd probably I mean, be the only player that that would play for Minnesota that would come back, except for um, Dunlady. Is he is he still on the hook? Also, don't know. Oh, did you imagine like if we have Dunlady and Eric Miller to come and back and play? I mean, I'm I'm excited just because we could play with an orange ball, and I'm a big fan of the orange ball. <laughs> Yeah. Um and we that have heated cool. fields apparently, so that's great. Wish we had heated cold. seats, but heated fields, you know. Yeah. I'm kind of scared with this match. Like I, I don't know how you guys feel, but the way Nashville's going right now, like I just oof, I'm not a I'm not looking forward to this in terms of the uh potential for a beatdown. Yeah. Feel, I feel like being at home and having that home energy in the first game will help carry them through a little bit. Hopefully. I think it's it's better than facing them at home like middle of the season. I prefer. Okay. Prefer. Yeah. I, I mean, who knows how many more games we'll play against Nashville since they're now in our conference. So so that that'll be the thing, you know. Like, Wait a minute. No, no, they are. Next year they are. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, we don't know how many more games we'll play because they oh, are I in our conference. Saying. I'm misunderstood. Because well, we let's do go ahead. We haven't seen the full schedule yet. So I mean it's just the correct. first couple of games. That's true. Um, let's do this one, and we'll, we'll go back to the Allianz story here. But uh, you guys actually take this about Navarro because you, you dropped it on me. So go ahead. Uh, we, we, we talked about Botafogo. Uh, they won Serie B. Serie B actually wraps up today, in fact, but we'll talk more about it in a second. Uh, our thing was we were just questioning whether they were gonna, he was actually going to accept the loons now that more money offers are coming in, now that they're going back to Serie A. And take it from there. I, I can't I, I'll read Portuguese really, really bad and just butcher the language, but from what I understand, and I don't I don't I don't trust Google Translate, but we'll have to for this one time. <laughs> okay, uh, it starts with can, can you get Siri to do it? Can we have the robo voice? Uh, I don't know. It'd be amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, just uh, go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Ball market. End of negotiation between Rafael Navarro and Minnesota United <laughs> of the United States. The striker who has a contract with Botafogo until December and will not renew formally refuse the MLS club's proposal this Friday. This young man still talks to clubs in Russia. That's pretty good. I like it. I think it snaps. <laughs> well played. Well played. I got to blow my nose. Saudi Arabia and Russia. Yeah. All right. What I don't get do? it. What's with Saudi Arabia and like Russia always like having connections with South American players. Like, like, is, like my opinion is like the Saudi Arabian league and the Russian league are below where like Christian Ramirez is playing. So like, why would you want to go there besides the aspect of money? I mean, you can go to the MLS. They'll be able to sell tickets. Their fans yep. are going to pay to see these guys from, from Syria and, and yep. all of those leagues and those teams. It's indeed. It's, really a it's a money thing i mean it's just like we could say the same thing about mls like five ten years ago mm -hmm. i mean why would beckham come to mls yeah yeah that's that's a that's a good point actually same deal. and that's where it's at right now too is like navajo was probably on his way or thinking about this as an option because he's like well at the time they weren't sure if they were going to be promoted or relegated and he's like right. i can go to the u.s and make triple my salary 
playing time no matter what and like right. yep yep exactly exactly um yep so wah, wah, wah. let's do uh the allianz we got a world cup qualifier real random guys. question oh please what is what is mercado da bola mercado da bola it, like the literal translation or what yeah, is well, like, what, it, what, is, what does it mean in in eric's terms Oh, it's just the the market of the game, the, the ball of it. Okay, the, so that's like soccer, soccer market or soccer yeah, business. Yeah, it's it, they're they're just a a soccer blog website, whatever. Oh, okay. You know, I'm just glad they translated it to ball. They're market. legit. I mean, yeah. they they they've been doing it for a long time. Like, yeah, they're legit. Uh, World Cup qualifying, Allianz. It was announced. U.S. U.S. Men's National Team are playing Honduras in February at Allianz. I, I I told this to my to my partner. And she's, she's like, "Wow, that is that legal?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, the, Canada did it to Mexico, so it's legal." <laughs> that's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. That's for sure. Though I'm probably not gonna go to the game. So no, I don't think so. I don't, I'm, be too cool, man. I'm not a I'm not a huge U.S. men national. I'm not willing. Like if it was a if it was like World Cup qualifying U.S. women national team, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. make myself out there, but this is you know the men playing you know a team that they should totally beat regardless of who they use, which squad they use. Yeah, but it'll be it'll probably be watch it how, at the bar. So you know. yeah, it'll be fun to see how often the "He's Just Cold" chant <laughs> keeps going. Am I am I just be nonstop for like everyone? <laughs> Everybody's just cold. <laughs> uh. Let's jump to the quarterfinals now. We're already in the quarterfinals of MLS. We had uh, Portland and Colorado. Uh, I also watched this one with the Cunado. Great match. Really fun. Uh, and again, a tale of two halves. Uh, it seemed like Colorado were going to wrap this thing up in the first 20 minutes. And they could not score. Uh, close header in the sixth I got. Another corner, another header, another stop. Um, there was a tw- at the 22nd minute. Colorado was looking for a PK. They went to VAR and uh, said, play on, no PK. Uh, another close call in the 38th. Acosta was playing out of his mind, like uh, setting up different people for headers, lots of crosses. He had a couple of shots himself. He was just all over the place. And somehow we get to a nil-nil halftime. And, and it was at this point, I don't remember if it was Holden or what, what's his broadcasting partner. Right? I can't remember the guy's name. The older guy? Yeah. No, One of the nope. two of them. I can't think of a name. Anyway, one of the two basically said, the longer this thing plays out, the better the chances are for Portland. And I remember hearing that thinking, ooh, that's, a, that's an astute point right there. <laughs> that's pretty good, no, it, actually. It is. <laughs> I mean, here's the yeah. thing that really like amazed me because we, we talked about how like Geo tactically plans for things like this. Mm-hmm. But here's the difference between if you look at Portland and you look at Minnesota United. Like, they lose Sebastian Blanco, right? Right um, at half. They're still can inject yep. DP right, type right players, right? Yeah, he goes right. down. I mean, you, you yeah. still have Felipe Mora, like who scored like ten plus goals for you. You still have uh, Diego Valeri on the bench. Might be old, but he's still great. I mean, the problem is 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 we don't have those options, right? Like yep. if we if 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 at our first starting eleven, if someone drops. There isn't someone of equal or, or great or equal talent that, that you can replace with. And I was really thinking about that. I was watching this game. I was like, imagine if Minnesota had like a Diego Valer or a Felipe Mora 
or you know, I mean, Darren Aspria, even you know, he's not even you know, he's he, he at the beginning of the season, he wasn't starting, right? I mean, like, if you had you know, an Andy Polo, right, who's in, out for the year still, but he's still on a Portland team, I mean, you look at the depth in that, and then you have players in that position, that's exactly what we don't have, mm-hmm. right? And and that is exactly what you need, specifically yep. if you're trying to make it deeper into these playoffs, if you want to be able to 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 have a bench that you can plug in that can create results for you, right? Yep. Yep. And that's what happened, right? I mean, like, I feel bad because I love Urban Frazier, and I really like what Colorado did, and um, and they were trying to improve it, and then last year when, you know, they, it wasn't their year, they weren't prepared for the playoffs, but this year they were, and it showed, and it's just... I thought the first 20 minutes were going to be super key because usually playing in that kind of altitude is like, you know, like when you play in Bolivia, like the first 20 minutes, you're, if, you're bur- if your lungs don't burst out at an alien when something comes out because you're running so hard, yep. you know, you, you, the first 20 minutes is key. And, and Portland had their game plan. Game plan we're like, we're going to, we're going to counterattack, which we do very well. Uh, and we're just going to play it off and set pieces, right? And that's what happened. Well, as you mentioned, too, losing Blanco in the 50th, and that that's, throws a whole a re- big wrench into everything, and they were still able to uh, make things happen. Um, 64th minute is kind of where I clocked it. Uh, it that's kind of right where the big momentum change was. There, there was a huge, I can't remember the Colorado keeper, but goal line, defensive save. The keeper was way out of there. And one of the defenders would just happened to be at the right place, right time to basically save the goal. And from that moment on, it was all Portland for like a half hour, 25 minutes, whatever it was. Um, <clears throat> I put Chara in there. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Abu Bakar's hair. I, I just, I'm amazed what that <laughs> human being can do with that much hair. It's <laughs> speaking from a bald man. It's, it's phenomenal. And he's a spectacular player too. He's yeah, he is, but he player. always seems to have a hard time with those long high balls, like not not protecting his space. And I think in this game, it, it, it became obvious that that's what Portland sometimes wanted to do on a quick counter. And that's mm-hmm. when, like, Jimmy was able to do something like that, or that's what that spree yep. was almost close that's to be able point. to do something like that. And so, like, so like yeah. Let dreads like, fly. Just let it oh, no, fly. no. Great hair. <laughs> great hair. Come second only to Tomas Tecon's Casco, but that's just my own personal <laughs> opinion. Um, but no, great hair. I think he, you know, he's he played a great game, and I think with the team that Colorado has, you know, it, it it's okay to have some defensive mistakes like that because you have people to bail you out. Um, I mean, Bassett had a had a decent game. I mean, you imagine that you can that as one of your substitutions, you can put Lewis in. I mean, like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I was like, why can't we have that? I know, what are, I know. it's like, we need to follow that kind of like, and maybe because these teams have uh, academies or they have pools where they get from, right? You know, it might Part be a that. different conversation to have, but seriously, you know, like, you know, Eric Williamson for Portland, right? He's still out, but like, you imagine those are the players that are available, right? For for you yeah. to come off the bench and be able to do that. I mean, that's that's great. Let's go to the 90th, uh, a name that we all recognize, Mabiala. Uh, scores the goal, the one and only, off of a corner. Uh, weird deflection. I think it actually comes off the dude's back or his neck. It was, it was, it was very strange. Um, and then Mabiala just happens to be right place, right time, kind of for a garbage goal to kind of chest it and control it. 
and then one time it and just bury it. I mean, the, the actual shot was spectacular. I mean, there was the keeper had no chance, but just one of those chaotic situations that landed in the right place. And uh, that's all it took. And he put it away. Portland's up one nil. That would be the final. Can you talk about the uh, Esprilla red card? Because I didn't get to see Yeah, that that's the 93rd minute. Um, I, I, I put here, this is this like right before the match ended. Uh, it, it was it was looked weak to me. He he did. <laughs> I put weak little headlock, and it, and it was he did he did kind of like reach around and kind of sort of put him, but he, but he never like it didn't look like he was actually like putting a lot of pressure on the neck. Um, and I can't remember the other player that he was he was going after, but there was like a it started with like a ball holding, just like killing time situation. So I'm, I almost wonder if the red was just for him like ball holding and like wasting time because the physical thing about it, like it wasn't like a real fight. It wasn't like a real headlock. It was, it seemed like a big stretch to call a red for, you know, what looked like two five-year-olds just, you know, after school on the playground, basically, you know? So I don't know. It's, it seemed like a weak red to me is, I guess is what I would say. Did you see it, Bridget? I did not. I had the, uh, Twitter pretty much lit up after that happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, if they call it for the, like I said, for the wasting time and the ball holding, whatever. Okay. Maybe so. Um, you guys know how much I don't appreciate Aspria, but, um, so I didn't get to see it, but like, regardless, I mean, like you, you're going into, um let's see you're going into a game and where you don't have Sebastian Blanco, right? Because that just looked nasty, like a hammy pull. I don't know what it was. I hope it was just a pull. No, he, he went down untouched. It looked bad. Yeah. But no, he shot. And then that's when he went down. That's right. When he yeah. shot. So I think it had to totally had to do with a hamstring. But yeah. yeah. Um I'm hoping it's not something serious because he got I mean, we we beat him up pretty good. So um, so that's that's something that that, that falls on that. and I feel for Sebastian. Good job, loons! <laughs> way to yeah. way to wear down one of the best players in the league. That's, that's right. That's how you play spoiler, right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. Uh, well, there it is. Yeah, though. There I it hear is. what you're saying there. They're they're out. They're out. Blanco. They're out. Uh, Spadia. It'll be interesting. Right, but you still have Valeri, right? You have Valeri yep. that's probably going to get some playing time. Yeah, Felipe Mora, you can play on that yep. wing. I mean, like, if, if they're starting 11 that they have now, was they're starting 11 and there was no one else, like, my point again is, like, how well their depth, depth. is in that sense. Yes. Yes. That's like, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. So they're in a good spot, you know, depending who, who they get to play, whether it's uh, SKC or Real Salt Lake. Yep. We'll see. I mean, if, it's, if Salt Lake pulls out the miracle and David Ochoa is able to <laughs> – to oh I can't wait for the David Ochoa and like Johnny Johnny oh let's 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 have him and uh and uh oh god what's what the uh, why can't I think of the coach's name right now um uh Peter like Vermese oh I want to see a Ochoa Vermese fight let's make that happen let's no, put that I want to see universe. a Russell Ochoa fight that's what I want to see <laughs> uh so that's kind of where we're at right now so we've got Portland in the conference final they're like you said they're awaiting whoever wins today skc rsl uh new england have not played yet they haven't played for like two weeks 
Um, they're eventually going to play New York on Tuesday, I believe it is. And then we've got Philadelphia and Nashville also today, too. So we're getting close, friends. Getting close. Just, just a couple And then weeks. after that is like 90-plus days, and then the season starts all over again. Yep. Damn you, World Cup in Qatar. Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually kind of like it. It's nice to have not like a three or four month off season. It'll be good to have just a couple and then it, get, it does get, get right long away. sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, for us uh, sports podcasters, you know, it's good because then we don't have to talk about our weird habits and things <laughs> we like to do on the off our, season. Right. Our Amazon and Netflix shows. Football right. Related. We don't. We don't want to talk about none of that stuff or like our weird. We don't uh, need to stuff bring that we like any like specials or anything like that. Yes, that's right. You know, you know, we don't have to beg for people to be like, "Hey, can we interview you? Do you do you know what a soccer ball is? Good, yeah. you can come on the show." Let, let me ask you guys this before we take a break. We haven't seen New England yet in in postseason, but if you had to place a bet, who is going to win MLS Cup uh, from where we're at right now? Oh, hmm. I think it's going to come from a Western team. I can see I, that. Yeah. I think I think um I think SKC as a as a if this is this the SKC that showed up in the first playoff game because people had a lot of questions about um the time off and all the other stuff and they were able to uh, to blow uh why do you want to say Montreal Vancouver uh, away I think that's um if that team shows up then that's very dangerous I think they I mean they have so much firepower right and that's with like Russell not being the main person, you know what I'm saying? And I think with uh, with New England, with Tejan and Gustavo Bo and Jill, I think that's they have a great, great um, they have a great uh, attacking mindset. But at the same time, like if you look at the last couple of seasons, they they've made it to the playoffs and never made it to the to the finals. So I think. It's it's a it's it's something that they're some adversity that they have to face. And I don't know. I like Tati Castellano. I I I I got I got sold on. I got sold on the. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the video and where they present him with the golden boot. And then it's they flew in his mom to present him with the golden boot. I I I had. I, my eyes got really misty. I was like, I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And the mama and on the whole thing. And I was like, and I'm like, oh, so yeah. So, so if if New York City can do it, they can. But I I think it's going to be uh, SKC, uh, New York's uh, SKC, um, New England, perhaps. I think New England will make it. But I think that. Um, we're gonna, of course, change this as we go along too. I'm just, I'm just curious right now, Bridget. Where, where, where are you leaning? Yeah, I, I don't want to say SKC, but I, I'm leaning that way as well. Um, and yeah, I think, I think New England can do it. That's gonna be a rough one this weekend, coming off of that really long layoff. Um, especially after the intensity of their season so far. Um, I think I think the West is going to come in strong. Okay. Uh, I am going to probably curse this team because they play in a four hours here, but I'm going to pick Nashville, actually. So now they're probably going to get beat. <laughs> <laughs> By a 93rd, uh, 93rd uh, 
extra time minute goal again by Philly? Maybe, maybe. Uh, let's take a break and we'll do the internationals. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be dreaming because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota football show. We will be talking about international news and all the other wonderful soccer craziness that's happening with World Cup qualifying. So go ahead, Eric. Yeah, this this one happened earlier in the middle of the week. So on uh, November 20th is Gia da Consciencia Negra in Brazil, which is kind of the equivalent of uh, MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. Day here in the U.S. Um, it's on that day. I don't want to get too deep into all the history, but it, it was the day that Zumbi dos Palmares uh, was murdered. So it was in his honor. He was like the big leader of the Quilombolas back in the day, the Quilombo dos Palmares. Um, so that's the tie-in there. But in any case, there was a game, uh, Atlético Mineiro and Juventude, and they were at the Mineiro in Belo Horizonte there. Uh, so uh, Atlético was hosting. And their two brothers were apparently racially abused. Um, they, were, they were called a, I'm not even going to repeat it, but a, a band of fill-in-the-blank with the, the animal that we are descended from. Um, and that's bad enough. That's that's bad enough as it is. But the fact that this would happen on, you know, uh, Black Consciousness Day, Conciencia Negra, it just it was an added layer of, God damn it, really. Um, so they are they're pressing forward. The, the the team is behind them. I think both teams, Juventus, also jumped in. So. Again, we, we've been through similar situations like this before when it comes to the federations and the clubs and everything like that. Whether anything will actually concretely be done, who knows, but at least they're taking it seriously. So that happened. Yeah, that sucks. On the positive side... Yes, cheer yourself up. Come on. I will the, cheer myself up. big news. Two weeks... Or last week, rather... Um, like I said before on the, on the previous episode, the Goyas kind of controlled their own destiny, which made me very, very nervous. Um, and so they played this huge match against Guarani. At, at the time, Guarani, they, they were both in the top four for promotion for a little bit, and then Guarani dropped to five. So it was three versus five. Um, they couldn't afford to lose points, basically, Goyas. And they did great. They won this match, 2-0. Two to nil, two nil. Um, the... Uh, Jailhouse Rock himself, Elvis, he, he's been scoring lots of goals. He scored early in the eighth, great goal. And then Nicolas put another one in later on in the 29th. And then they just bonkered and, and held on uh, 2-0 final. That puts Goyaz solidly in the third position. That means they cannot be uh, relegated or dropped out from the top four. They have, they have been officially promoted at that point. Uh, still with a match to go. They, everybody plays today to, to finish off the league. Um, so they're safe. We're moving on. We're promoted. Uh, there's even a possibility. They're, they're tied on points. If you guys look at the table, they're, they're below on goals compared to Curitiba right now. But if Curitiba lose today and Goyaz wins, they could conceivably be number two. They could finish number two, which would be awesome. 
So we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, looking forward to some Serie A next year. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to getting smoked by Flamengo and uh, Palmeiras and Atletico and all those all those teams that we all know. Okay. But hopefully they can at least stay mid-table and maybe get a Sumericana or something. Right, right. Here's here's my question to you. And I'm yeah. super happy that Goyas is not is moving up just like Botafogo yeah. is. But if if... If let's say an MLS team picks up Elvis and yeah. takes him from the, what song do you would you would you, would you think would play in the stadium whenever he comes on or whenever he's uh, I don't know. Oh, there's so many options. So many well, Elvis. Pick songs. one. Pick one. Which one do you think? Uh, I mean, I said Jailhouse Rock. I, I, I stick with it. I think. I think that's a good choice. I think that's a yeah. good choice. <laughs> I think it's a good song. You could change it up by like the month, though. There's <laughs> different Elvis song. Every right, month. right. One Elvis song a week. Yeah, that's it. yeah. That'd be great. No, no. And, I, and I think, a, go ahead. I think I think Elvis is a good shot of being picked up somewhere else. I mean, it's possible. I, I mean, I this this is what always happens, right? As Goyaz produces these like one or two really good players that eventually get taken to Flamengo or. Palmeiras or Corinthians or whoever, and then have amazing careers like Michael. We talked about Michael three or four years ago. He's destroying at Flamengo right now. He's one of the top assist makers in the entire league. Um, my hope is that they're able to keep some of this core for at least a year, maybe two, and, and then see what they can do as they are right now in first division before they start getting, you know, picked off by the bigger clubs. I, I would love for that to happen. And, and just see if they can hold their own. Yeah, I mean, Goyas's first goal is not to get relegated. That's the thing. 100%. 100%. So good on him. Yeah, there's some really fun things. Like, I love these, like all the photos and stuff that came out and then the party. They, so they, they were away when they won this match. And so, you know, there was maybe like 30, 40 supporters that were there. So they, they were partying hard and it's like just a small little contingent of supporters in, in, in the Guarani Stadium. Um, but man, the, the social media was just on it. Like, I, I love this passport thing. It looks like a like they're traveling cross country. <laughs> this is the, the passport to uh, Brasileiro, Serie A. It's it's pretty sweet. They were ready to go. So, parabéns, Goyaz. Makes me happy, and it'd be fun to see him back in it. And um, you can probably watch them on TV, like on on Prende. Prende yeah, because they'll true. have Serie A. So there you go. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and, and so they, they all play today. I, I think I, I said that, and I again for Goyaz doesn't necessarily matter, but there's still for that that last position there. There are still four, I think, four teams within two points of each other. So it's still very very open to see who that last slot is going to go to. So it's going to kind of a tense day for the other teams. I'm glad I don't have to sweat. I'm good. <laughs> um, let's do some Champions League. I, we can kind of speed through this. There's, I don't think there were a whole lot of surprises here, um, at least in this first round. Chelsea winning and beating Juventus pretty convincingly 4-0 uh, puts Chelsea and Juventus both at 12 points. So they're, that's kind of an interesting one to watch just to see who's going to finish first and second now that they're all tied up. But other than that, I think everything kind of went as planned. Barcelona kind of unsurprisingly crapped the bed again and tied. At least they didn't lose. Um, in the in the next round, though, I mean Leipzig just opened up a can on Club Bruges, five uh, nil. 
just a huge score. Um, we caught uh, Cunado and I caught a little bit of the Man City PSG. Oh, that game uh, was horrible. Two to one. Go ahead and uh, talk about it a bit. What, PSG what, what played like, like they were playing with uh, 10, 10 players. So they were just like literally, you, 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 literally you were like, here, Man City, try to score on us. And they did. And even though PSG scored, you know, the first goal on a like, which I like to say is a lucky, a, a lucky, un, unlucky, unlucky, lucky bounce because like, uh, because um, because the, the goal was was great, but like it was it was not supposed to go to that player. It hit off someone else and it landed, landed where it needed to be, and someone hit it in. But like overall, like it was just, I don't know, like. Like they didn't need to win or they didn't want to win. And it was just one of those things that you're like, come on. I was like, you have pretty much the most expensive roster in the world and you can't even, it looked like they didn't want to, sh they didn't show up you know, except for maybe three or four players. Uh, and I think that's, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying. Uh, the I wasn't convinced by right PSG. Now, but... and, and I don't know if it was because they were just playing points or they were just playing. It didn't matter for them if they win or yeah. lost. Um, But overall, I just, I just, I just, I was not impressed by them, and I, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think if this is this is the PSG that's coming, they're not going to. There's no way they're going to a final or winning a final with that unless all, all of them start working together. So yeah, the Man City goals were were really pretty. They had some really awesome, just like geometrical, um, the, the, the the passing and the tiki taka and stuff was was so, on point. Do, do you know do you know who Ariel is on Twitter? She's uh, she does the oh, yeah. Yeah. Man City I mean, like mm -hmm. so um I was listening to this on TUDN and during one of the announcements or the celebrations of the goal for Man City, like all the players are congregating together and then uh the announcers were like Yaura, Man City or, or Los Pitufos <laughs> they're dancing because they are wearing blues and they look like Smurf. They're doing like a dance, so they call it a Smurf Los dance. That's good. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard. I told Nubia that, and she tweeted it out. And then I sent it to Ariel, and she's like, we tweeted, and a bunch of people was like, oh, I had to look up what Los Pitufos means. And I was like, that's true. They do look like Smurfs. And I'm like, yeah, that's they do. Funny. I never caught that. But that's one of the reasons you listen to Spanish broadcasts, because they'll, yep. they'll put one of those things in there, right? I can't, you yep. know, you know. Uh, We got the two Portuguese teams here. Uh, uh, Bridget, we'll go to you first because Liverpool played Porto and took care of business 2-0. I think with that win, they're officially through. They, I think they were anyway, but now they've got the group. Yeah, they sealed it with that one. Good stuff. Good stuff. Milan beat Atletico there. I, I don't even know who's in second right now. Is it, is it Atletico Madrid or is it Milan? Let's go oh, back and look. Well, the main thing is Liverpool's through. That's that's the that's the point. That's what there. we really care about on this show. Correct, yes. correct. And in the other group, um, I think Ajax was already through. They won again against uh, Beskitas. But uh, the big shocker here is Sporting, aforementioned Sporting, with uh, where Nani started his career and maybe returning. Uh, sporting goes three-one over Dortmund. Kind of a convincing win there that I did not expect. So good on them. I do not think that helps them in terms of their their points in the table and getting through, but you know, big win. So the group is actually closer than I thought. Uh, Liverpool's first with 15 points, Porto's in second with five points, and then Milan and Madrid are both sitting at four. 
Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. So everybody got beat up by Liverpool is basically what that says. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Speaking of um, Real Madrid, and I just remember this, but no, I, I had no knowledge about this. What's the deal with the uh, with Benzema and his um, and his and, and his uh, find, being found guilty of uh, extorting a teammate with a with a sex tape? Did you guys hear about that? That's old news, though, right? Like it finally. Yeah. Was, that whole thing started a while ago. Yeah. Right. So it's finally been finalized. So like apparently he's. Their he's, their he's, court system is even slower than ours. So. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah, and they Real Madrid win as well. They go three 0 over. Yeah, I mean the, the standings sheriff. are what they are. So like it's not, you know. Um, I, I always look for the Cinderella and see if there's going to be any big surprises or whatever. And I think things are kind of starting to solidify in in most of the ways we would expect. So I don't think sure. I mean, what? How many? Through. The first two move in, or just the first first uh, the, the top top team moves first in. Two. Top two. Yeah. So then you look. I mean. Yeah. I mean, Porto is in second, right? So Milan can make a... I mean, it's up for a grab. It's a one-point difference in the Group B. So, I mean, Ajax is through. So I was going to see yeah. where Sheriff is at because at one point they were doing okay. Sheriff has six points. Real Madrid yeah, there's 12. Six. And yeah, Inter, it's, it's... It's, that's over. There's no way. Right. You know? that, that's what I'm saying. Like, at some point, it kind of starts to autocorrect and it all... Right. I mean, Barcelona has... Barcelona has... To have some things go their way because they sit at seven okay. points. So in which one is this now? That this is Group C. This is the one with Ajax. Uh, with that win over Dortmund, Sporting actually are in number two now. So it's Ajax, Sporting, Dortmund. So that, that's a little interesting. So this this next final match is going to be pretty huge for for both Dortmund and Sporting. I did not expect Besiktas to end up with just zero points. Yeah, they didn't do so great. <laughs> Didn't do so great. I'm pretty sure I picked them ahead of sporting. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't happy with Mobile, so let's put it this way. So I thought they'd put a bigger fight than that, but yeah. What what do I know? Nothing apparently. Well, we can use Sweden though. Sweden is a good uh, uh transition here for European playoffs. Uh Rodrigo, I appreciate you. You you put this in here to help me out because now we have these other teams coming in from the Nations League, whatever it is, uh, plus the second place teams. So we've got basically, what is it, three spots, three open spots, right, in UEFA. And then there are uh, 12 teams vying for three spots. Um, we've got Scotland and Ukraine on one side, and, and A, Wales and Austria on the other. And in Group B, you've got Russia, Poland, Sweden, Czech Republic. And then in C, this is probably the most interesting or the one we're watching here. You've got Italy and Macedonia on one side and Portugal and Turkey on the other. Uh, so conceivably, not even conceivably, without question, there could be a cup without either Portugal or Italy, <laughs> which is kind of incredible. No, no, there, there, there will be a cup, a World Cup, yeah. without either one of these teams. That's right. Just, I, I find that the most hilarious thing ever. Like I laughed when I heard those news, and I'm and I have friends of uh, Italian um, and and other friends who were that, that I thought it's like you know this is like I'm sorry, but Italy literally this is their own doing. Like 
you know they they go they go win what is it that they won the euro they won euro yeah yeah and then you can't score a pk and you can't really win a game for the last three games i mean that's on you yeah do you really think you deserve being here i don't think so like yeah, portugal european had a twitter. bad call yeah european twitter has been kind of hilarious so many people think that um well, it's like one group of people being very loud about this, that mm. there should be more like Western European teams <laughs> vying for these spots. Uh, they think that like Macedonia doesn't deserve to be. I mean, Wales after just hearing that, I would love for Macedonia to <laughs> get through, right. yes. <laughs> rub it in their faces. Yep. <laughs> we deserve to have more teams in this competition, dude. You've, you have the euros you have everything else calm down yeah 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 go go macedonia macedonia all the way and then and to Turkey, think right? it, yeah why not yeah. uh but scotland and wales too in in the, in the in the a group i mean be pretty incredible if either one of those two were, i think path a uh, and path b are, are are more balanced than path c yeah yeah so like if Italy and Portugal don't make it to like the playoff finals and that's totally what they deserve like totally <laughs> like, sweet sweet know, karma. Yeah, that's the karma that they deserve. Because like you think of Scotland and Ukraine you're like, yeah, that's a that's a toss up. Wales Austria mm-hmm. That could be a toss up with Wales has been playing lately. Yeah, I mean Russia Poland, I don't want to see Russia in the play and in, in in a World Cup, but you know, Poland has to has to show up. And see, and then Sweden check. See, you know, it's hard for me to believe that Sweden won't take that one. Yeah, they I look, think Sweden. I mean, my so favorite is Sweden, but you, I mean, they you don't almost know. beat. They they held Spain until like the very last minute. Right, so. right. So it's, it's again, it's like it's like Italy and Portugal have to figure it out. And I hope that you know, my dream would be that both of them don't even get to. We either have <laughs> have Turkey or Macedonia go into so, a World Cup, and I would love so, that. The Minnesota football show putting all the money on Macedonia and Turkey here. <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> uh, I didn't do any EPL. I didn't get a chance to watch anything, but was there anything interesting? Over Oh, talk about the snow thing. We got to do that for narrative. So at the very least, I, I think Liverpool cleaned up, if I'm not mistaken, right, Bridget? They had a pretty yeah. big win. Yeah, 4-0. Um. Yeah, so today Tottenham was supposed to play at Burnley, and it was canceled because of snow. They got, like, looked like maybe three inches of powder. Uh, There's a video of the refs going out and bouncing the ball and and seeing how bad it is, Um, much like we see after the big, like, torrential rainstorms when they go kick around. They had an orange ball. A Minnesota dusting, as it were. Yes, exactly. They had... I mean, it was it was nothing like the Canadian and Mexico game. Right. Um, but yeah, that's like the amount of snow that they usually get there in an entire year. So yeah, they don't know how to handle it. They don't they don't have the big tarps and warming blankets and all of that stuff. It's, it's okay. All all they need is just a battery power leaf blower. That's it. That's yeah. And there's there's another video where they started cleaning it up and you know taking shovels and just going straight across back and forth back and forth. And that was painful to watch because like yes, not what, you, you're gonna destroy your grass that way. Yeah, Leave, right. Blow it all out. It's just dusting. Come on. Yep. 
but they I mean they cleaned it up fairly well because it was just dry powder um but yeah they canceled that no word that I've seen yet on rescheduling or or making that one up <laughs> I, I, I wish we could pull the players on both teams and be like, which one of you actually wanted to play on the snow and why? And I want one of the reasons to be uh, because I wanted to make a snow angel on the pitch. Yes. There's a, there's a picture of a guy who I, I think had been in MLS. I can't remember who it was. Um, but he's out like standing out there in the snow with his, with his cleats on, shorts, short sleeve shirt. Standing out there, just kicking the ball around himself. He's ready so, to go. Like some of the guys were ready, and they're like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, snow. Yep, got it. Let's go." And it's like when there's like an inch or two in. Like, <laughs> yeah, like when there's an inch or two in Atlanta or or like Florida or whatever, and the entire right. state just shuts down. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, like if I if I've had to coach uh, TCSL Fall Cup tournaments with like two inches of wet stuff and like players wearing like long leave and gloves and hats and all this yeah. stuff. Grownups can do that. There was, <laughs> there's also quite a few tweets saying that domed stadiums should be normalized and like standardized <laughs> through mm -hmm. Europe to avoid this, which I found hilarious. Cause that's that funny. the total opposite of how we feel about that stuff here. Right. Right. Yeah, no. Funny because dome um, would equal would equal artificial turf to me. That's what it looked right, like to me. Yeah, and I don't want yeah. that. We're, gonna, we're we're opening up soccer specific outdoor stadiums, and they're going to have a bunch of metrodomes all over. And the they're place. like, let's, let's <laughs> put a dome over our over our little arena. Oh, which uh, by the way, if you get a chance to drive to St. Paul and you go to oh, uh, yeah. where the, the Tony Sane uh, Foundation, their uh, the their dome is up. So, mm. so if you follow Tony Sane on any social media, it takes you through the whole like how yeah, it was built up so it's today. it's very big so i was i was impressed how big it was i've been to both fields so like um you know last summer so like i know how big they are and i was happy about having soccer fields within the city but like yeah it's a big dome so we'll nice. see what happens well, let's wrap up on these uh rodrigo i'll give you the last word on the telenovela but we had a uh, Libertadores final yesterday uh, all brazilian final in uruguay in, in montevideo it's at um which one? What's the? Is it Centenario? Yeah, I think that's what they, the the big one down there. Um, so uh, Flamengo and Palmeiras is, is who we're playing. We knew that. Um, I, I'll start this out by quoting my arch nemesis here, David Luiz, uh, now playing for Flamengo. I have to admit, I actually kind of agree with him on this. He says, "Quote: Flamengo are the first club to be organized to give players the opportunity to represent and do best." Uh, what we have to do, and that is to play football the best we can. We have an amazing structure, high caliber players, players who have played in numerous places and have a lot of quality. I believe, yes, we have the quality to play in the Champions League without a doubt, unquote. Um, we've talked about it before, you know, they they get a, a chance to kind of highlight themselves a little bit in the, uh, oh, what's it called, the Club World Cup, but that thing goes so fast that, you know, within a week it starts and it's over. Um, it would be really interesting to see some of these Libertadores teams like actually play in like a bracket type situation with Champions League teams and, and see how well they do. Um, I think they do quite well. I'm, I have to kind of agree with uh, Sideshow Bob here, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till David Luiz comes to the MLS and then you're totally. It's inevitable, isn't it? It's yep. inevitable. And then the day, the day that happens, 
to, to uh, Minnesota. It, 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 to prove the universe hates me, it would be Minnesota. Yeah, and then that way you'll still you become a season ticket holder again, just so you can yell at him. <laughs> just get seats uh, right behind the bench, so you can stay. just yell at him and be like, "Davy Louise," you know, just call him everything in the world and, and totally give into the comic bowl craziness that that. Yeah. Oh, do you do you want to talk about that? Uh, the Palmeiras. Yeah, um, I'm gonna do. I'll do it all right now because it, it it's pretty fun. Um. Vega starts this thing out early, gets a great goal, just a beautiful two-on-one. And, I mean, keeper head couldn't do anything. So he scores, like, within the first five minutes. And then it holds 1-0 to halftime. Um, Gabi goal gets one in the 72nd and just also kind of does what he does. Like, the Flamingo guys all dyed their hair like him. So they have, like, their natural, like, dark black hair and then, like, the blonde piece on top. So I don't know who's who anymore because it was just Gabi Gol for like years and now there's like six of them with it. So I'm like, I don't know who's doing what anymore. So one of the guys with the dyed hair passes it to the other guy with the dyed hair who then scores. <laughs> um, and then so that's then it's 1-1 one, one, and, and full time is, ends. And so we're going into extra time. And then we go through the first full extra. Um get through it or wait a minute no they don't uh this is where deverson does this thing but they have to, yeah you have to do the second one anyway so 95th minute um they bring in deverson he's actually a substitute for palmeiras and he's on the field for maybe i don't know two or three minutes not for very long and fresh legs we we talk about this all the time um just a really sloppy back pass situation between a couple of the defenders and he is like right there steal that ball rob it one v one I put in here Megs, but I, I watched the replay. He shoots it, and, it, it, you know, from one angle, it looks like he makes it, but it actually, like, excuse me, hits the keeper's leg and goes off the keeper's leg in. So there is your second and winning goal. They, of course, play through the, the other extra 15 minutes. And this is where the ridiculousness hits. This dude, he comes on, he scores the winning goal. At this point, all you got to do, buddy, is, like, play out another 15 minutes and be the hero, Right? You literally won the game for Palmeiras. Just be the hero, take the glory. But this is Conmebol. So there's going to be a Conmebolazo. So he goes down in like the 120-something. And the game is over. It's the end of the extra time. And he gets up. And the ref is basically trying to – so you have to see it. I put, I put it on the, uh, on the Instagram. You have to see it. It's hard to describe. But the ref is basically trying to, to like – gesture to him to get moving let's get this let's finish this thing off so he's basically just waving his hand like let's get moving doesn't even touch him i mean there's clearly like a two feet of distance between his hand waving and daverson's back <laughs> and daverson takes a dive from the ref <laughs> and the ref is like right. really man really I, I i didn't see like how it ended but i did see that the that the ref put his hands on his back to kind of like push him along. Come on, let's go, let's go. He didn't and touch him, dude. He didn't the, touch him. And then he, he just falls. Him. And oh, then yeah. like, did he get a yellow card for that? I don't know. I, I think I think the ref was just so like, honestly, like it, the game was over. And he's just like, forget it, whatever. I hope someone so, interviews Diverson. If you look at it from a different angle, because you're right. When I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, maybe he did actually kind of like yeah, flip that- it. No, there's there's air in between his hand and dude's back. <laughs> He must be an airbender then. Uh, the ref is an airbender and was able to push this, 
<laughs> needed the Komebolasu. I mean, like, like, like I said, he could have been the hero. Like, he had to end it like that, just like just to spoil it for himself. Dumbass. Uh, anyway, two to one, Palmeiras wins. So they are going to go to the Club World Cup. Um, I have not seen I mean, the one negative thing too here is I'm sure this will be politicized by Bolsonaro. He is a Palmeirense, so I haven't seen the photos yet, but that will also be spoiling things surely soon if it hasn't already happened. Um, there, good on him. There you go. Uh, all right, Rodrigo, take us home. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the PSG telenovela in which one player, um, hired um goons to do the nancy kerrigan and beat up uh the leg of um uh, is it is it kera amrui I, I don't i don't i don't um uh, i'm really bad at amrawi i think right amrawi amrawi thank yeah. you thank you uh well the the newer news is that um and with any investigation and if you watch um and if you watch if you have seen uh uh, Carmen San Diego on Netflix. It's always Interpol, so I'm assuming it's Interpol in this matter. Uh, La Femme Rouge, um, as our, one of our favorite uh, sayings is in the houses. Um, so, within any investigation, you have to talk to everyone who was, you know, someone with who who was within the vicinity or was talked to during that event. Where apparently, Kara uh, Kara was uh, actually had talked previously with ex Barcelona star Eric Abidal. And um, and so therefore, um, they talked to Eric Abidal, and after that conversation, Abidal's wife says that she's filing for divorce, alleging he had an extramarital affair with, with the player. Uh, and then because it's Interpol and other uh, police jurisdictions, Abidal actually confessed to the affair. And there you go. <laughs> My question is, what uh, what streaming what streaming platform is gonna pick up this rom com um, n- n- series and just create? Did we this talk into- about this last week? I, I don't know. We talked about this. Did it, was it when we did? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. HBO, right? But without HBO. this development. Oh, okay. This is the new this piece. development. This is is this what is this a lifetime movie thing or is that's this what I was, of- that's what I was thinking. It's it kind of reads like the uh, you know the the crazy murder domestic right. stories that tend to make it to lifetime <laughs> and before, if you see before this week i would have said like netflix or hbo but yeah I right because they're the safer right well. and the, hbo no netflix for sure because that would have been like oh yeah this is this is you know but F- football narrative makes it to lifetime yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> they've done it guys they've done it <laughs> no longer are they be making christmas specials now they're working yes. on <laughs> On sport, uh, you know, I'll be home for Christmas, you know, uh, PSG version, right? Yep, yep. Wow, well, there you go. Uh, that'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks, Rodrigo. Thanks, Bridget. Thank you, listeners. Uh, patreon.com backslash MN Football Show for the bonus stuff up there. Um, we'll have some more time to get things out now that the loons are done and things are kind of starting to wrap up for a little bit here. But yeah, do it again next week. No snow, kind of amazing, but uh, temperatures are starting to go down. Why are you trying to um, make things happen? You know how much I hate the oppressive whiteness falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I don't know. It feels strange not to have anything, though. But it's, Here's the thing. 
I'll tell you why. Because if we don't have it now, we're going to have a blizzard in April. That's, yeah. Let's get it done soon. Mm -hmm. Get it over with. Gosh. Or, may, or maybe a blizzard on March 5th in St. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ideal. Just like the TCF Snowmageddon. Yep. Yep. That would be great. Except they have heated fields and hopefully we have better seating. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that would be that would be really interesting. So we'll see. Right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Ciao.